the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, we now have the numbers on how many Ohioans will benefit from Joe Biden's unconstitutional student loan forgiveness. And it's a lot. Ohio, of course, is second only to the District of Columbia in the number of residents who have student loan debt. About 15% of every person you see driving a car on the interstate around the outer belt, uh, those you see on I-70, I-71, those you see in Ohio Stadium for a Buckeye game on Saturday, about 15% of them have outstanding student debt. And they have a lot of it. Average borrowing for those with student debt in the state of Ohio, $35,000. They owe $35,000. So how many of the 15% of Ohioans with outstanding student debt will have their student debt wiped entirely away, totally canceled by Joe Biden? 16% of them. 16% of the 15% of Ohio residents, which will be whatever 16% of 2.8 million people is. 2.8 million people. Uh, Because it says here 1.8 have outstanding student debt No, actually, it's 1.8 million because I was dividing up. Well, no, it is more than that. 1.7 million Ohioans will be eligible to have $10,000 struck from their student loan debt. Roughly 1.1 million are eligible for an additional $10,000. Okay, so it is the $1.8 million figure, but more than half of them have Pell Grants, so more than half of them will be able to get the 20 grand. This is... So incredibly, what, unconstitutional, inflationary, bad. But here you go. You can feel good. You can feel good about the ones who are teachers because of three stories that I have in front of you here. First of all, congratulations, by the way, to Hilliard Schools. Uh, Did you notice uh, the Daily Wire is now writing about Hilliard Schools and the Uh, LGBTQ safe space friendly badges that teachers are wearing. Did you notice that uh, Chris Rufo, a national reporter who has gained a great degree of fame for outing schools about the teaching of critical race theory, social emotional learning, and others. Chris Rufo is now writing about Hilliard schools and how they are attempting to, well, Hilliard schools are allowing teachers to wear badges that certainly open the door for teachers to indoctrinate kids in the LGBTQ lifestyle. There is no doubt about that. We've talked about the QR code on the back of the badges that take you to pornographic content on the Internet, and they've lamely used the excuse, 
oh, that, that QR code is just there as a teacher resource. Like, like the kids aren't supposed to use that. I'm, I'm sure. Imagine you're a teacher. You're wearing a badge with the LGBTQ RSTUV flag on it. A student comes up to you. So you're wearing the badge. You're already aligned ideologically with their sexual deviancy. And they say, you know, I really appreciate that you're an advocate. And I'd like to have some conversation. I just can't have these conversations with my parents. Could you and I talk about this? Is the teacher going to say no? I mean, the teacher's wearing the badge. You already know where the teacher's mind is. And then if the student says, you know, um, do you have any other resources? Like, what's that QR code? Like, could I could I scan that with my phone? You think the teacher's going to say no to that? The teacher's listening to the superintendent on this, and I don't, I'm not sure the superintendent's against it either. So Chris Rufo is writing about it today. He says the National Teachers Union's LGBTQ plus caucus has created a website and a badge for public school employees to promote non-binary identities, a how-to guide for queer sex, and the idea that transgender man can get pregnant. The National Education Association and its local affiliate in Hilliard, Ohio. Yay for you. Have been providing staff in the Hilliard City School District with the QR code enabled badges, which point to the NEA LGBTQ plus caucus website and resources from gender activist organizations. I can't read you the next paragraph. Not because Chris Rufo is a bad guy or a deviant or anything like that. He's doing what he should do as a reporter. But this stuff. I'm assuming some of you have little ears in the car, and I can't even read these things that are on this site and instructions how to do them. It's just so perverted. And remember, remember, the NEA is the largest teachers union in the country. Represents 3 million public school teachers in all 14,000 local school districts. Wow. So here locally, Columbus Alternative High School teacher arrested Tuesday in Delaware County after admitting to taking upskirt videos of female students and others for the past seven, what am I going to say next? Weeks? Days? Months? Nope. After taking upskirt videos of his female students and others for the past seven years. The teacher is admitted to having more than 5,000 images and more than 160 videos of child pornography on his electronic devices. He was filming kids in the school, in the locker room, nude, and he was found out because he was uploading it to his computer and Google alerted authorities to the pornographic nature of the content. Court records said the videos showed females of various ages in department stores around the Columbus area, downtown Columbus public areas, Ohio Wesleyan University, downtown Delaware areas, and outside, oh, here we go, outside Conger Elementary School in Delaware. He told detectives he'd been filming upskirt-style videos for the last seven years while working at Columbus Alternative High School, including as recently as last week. He was a chemistry teacher at the high school. And the Columbus City School spokesman, Jacqueline Bryant, said, we take this matter very seriously. Mm. As we are committed to the safety and well-being of our students, 
The teacher has been suspended and will not be returning to our district. We have begun the process of recommending his termination. Want to bet the union goes to bat for him? Want to bet they go to bat for him? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Not saying they will. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. Because, because, we told you the other day at the end of the show about the athletic director at Bloom Carroll High School. And that he had uh, been arrested for sexually, uh, having a sexual relationship with a student who bravely came forward to give additional details. But what I, what we didn't know then, that we do know now, is that the Ohio Department of Education was involved in this matter as far back as September of 2020. That they had entered into an agreement with this person. His name is Chad Little, 45 years old. They had entered into an agreement with him for counseling so he could avoid suspension. At that point, he had been the athletic director at Bloom Carroll High School for 15 years. He was also the girls' basketball coach. According to a complaint filed in Fairfield County Common Police Court, Little unlawfully engaged in sexual conduct with a student-athlete from March of 2018 to September of 2020. And he ended the relationship when the State Department of Education got involved and required him to have counseling. So... It may be possible that the degree to which he imposed himself on this girl could not have been known until she came forward recently, and kudos to her for doing so. But I'm just thinking that if I'm on that school board or if I'm a parent in that district and he's an AD and he's around athletes and you even have to have this conversation with him and you even have to have an intervention Did this not set off warning bells for anybody in a position of supervision in Bloom Carroll? I don't think that that's beyond propriety for parents in Bloom Carroll to show up at the next board meeting and raise holy Hades with these board members that this was not discovered or at least made people so uncomfortable when it came about that you didn't part company with him then. Then again, he's a member of a union. And of course, he has rights. Yeah, it raises the hackles when I see these corporate idiots who are so far beyond any kind of personal consequence for the policies that they gladly and joyfully, gleefully inflict on the rest of us. And it's just so nonsensical when Joe Biden talks about, oh, we're on the edge of a... By the way, did you see the video of Biden's speech yesterday? He gave a speech at the UN, and I don't think this was the speech at the UN where he gets done on the stage. And unfortunately, we're in radio right now, and there's no way for me to really um, fully give you the picture of how completely inept and unaware he was at the end of this speech yesterday, wherever it happened. But he's getting done with his speech. And you've seen this before. He does this before where he gets done and he turns to his right to leave the stage and he tries to shake someone's hand. So here's 33 seconds of audio. And I'm going to I'm going to describe this 
as it is happening, what he's doing. Here we go. So he's at the Global Fund, and he steps off stage, and now he, like, bounces a little bit. He's looking around for somebody's hand to shake. He's still standing on the stage. He's looking like, do uh, I get down? Do I stand here? You. He's still on the stage, and this guy has to come up at and the tell end him, of you're such done, a you can leave. Event, the word thank you seems kind of inadequate. He's still creepily standing the on the stage. Millions whose lives will be saved. He's still on the stage. He's like 10 feet away from like this guy. He's not moving. Thank you. So thank you, President Biden, for your outstanding... Still on the stage. Still up there. If this were Trump, there would be... You would not be able to hear anything in the world today because there would be shrieking of invoking the 25th Amendment. And this guy does this like one out of every three speeches. Clearly, this is not news that there's an unbelievable, illogical, unfair double standard out there. Take, for instance, the fact that Anthony Fauci still has a job. He's still on the government payroll. He's going to retire before he gets summarily thrown out of office when the Republicans take back control of the House and hopefully the Senate. But a new book coming out from former White House spokesperson Brian Mortensen. He must have been the backup to like Kaylee. He was. He was the backup to Kaylee McEnany during the Trump years. He's dishing on what Fauci was like in private during all those COVID press conferences. So he's painting a picture here of Fauci in, in private at the White House during a meeting commenting on the lunacy Remember, we talked about this. You talked about this. When you went out to a restaurant during COVID, you had to go in with a mask on. And you had to walk to your table with a mask on. But eating with a mask on is a little problematic. So you could take the mask off to eat and sit and talk. But if you got up to go to the restroom, you were supposed to put your mask on. As if the three feet difference between where your head was while you were sitting and where you were while you were standing, <laughs> that was the COVID zone, right? So Fauci's taking note of this, according to Brian Mortensen in his book. Fauci went on to laugh about how bass-ackward it was that people entered a restaurant wearing a mask, then sat down and conversed with people without a mask. Yet he wasn't saying those things to that effect publicly. He was just laughing privately at the American rubes he was fooling. Gee, does that sound in character for Anthony Fauci when you see how he responds to Rand Paul and how much disdain he has? For average ordinary people when he's questioned about his rules and he's when he's asked about did you did you get any bonuses from big pharma i senator i do not have to disclose that mortensen writes i vividly remember my blood boiling during an infuriating meeting in the roosevelt room of the white house when fauci laughed about his own goggles comment making it clear how cynical he was and that he could get people to believe anything yeah this was when fauci was considering telling people they had to wear goggles because it would protect the mucus in their eyes from contracting COVID. Even that must have been a bridge too far for this little smurf. Now, you would think, since Biden said on 60 Minutes that the pandemic is over, that, and with, and with, by, by, I might add, and with China threatening Taiwan, and with Vladimir Putin talking about using a nuclear weapon. If I were commander-in-chief, I wouldn't want to be chasing anybody else out of the military with military recruitment down 50%. I would think, you know, probably that would be a good idea if we could fill out our robust duties in the military 
as much as we could. We're short of people. We can't be affording to kick away good people, particularly since I don't think any kind of a war that we have will be fought on the ground as much as it will be fought where? In the air or on the sea. So since COVID is over, how about we reinstate 10,000 unvaccinated active duty reserve and National Guard Air Force and Space Force members who refuse to take the vaccine on religious grounds? No, no, Joe Biden will not do that. Even though, even though the few pilots in the Air Force who were granted a religious exemption have been allowed to resume their normal duties. Now, what is the difference? Those who were given, and there were very few of them, given an authentic religious objection to the vaccine are flying and doing the jobs they were contracted to do. But those who challenged the vaccine on authentic religious objection grounds and were not given the exemption cannot go back. They have not been restored back to duty. That's why there's a class action lawsuit. That's just, this makes no sense at all. Of course it doesn't. It's a democratic policy. Of course it makes no sense at all. This stuff can and will drive you absolutely positively mad if you allow it. But maybe, maybe we could get a cogent explanation from who on what Biden meant when he said that the pandemic was over. I mean, who better to give us a cogent explanation than the reader-in-chief, presidential, glass-ceiling-shattering spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre. I mean, I'm sure she can tell us exactly what Joe Biden meant and why he said the pandemic is over. Right, Corinne? Also on the 60 Minutes interview said that the pandemic is over. There's been quite a bit of pushback to that uh, statement by the president. Where, where is he today on that? So uh, just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, uh, <laughs> 60 Minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the, the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. Well, he was walking through the halls of the Detroit car show and he was looking around. What what is that it's, what does that have to do with him saying the pandemic is over? Well, it's called the International Auto Show. Yes. It's not, been the, around. not the it's D- not the Detroit Detroit car yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been to the Cleveland uh, car show many times, and I didn't find myself. And I walked around the IX Center, and I didn't find myself making random comments about anything. There was nothing about the atmosphere at an auto show that caused me to lose control of my mental faculties. But apparently, according to Corinne Jean-Pierre, he can't be held accountable for this. The pandemic is over comment because he was he was walking he was around. Distracted. He was walking around, yeah. looking around. I mean, he was looking yeah. at, you know, electric cars and all, all the other things. Maybe it was the caramel corn that the smell of the caramel corn distracted poor Joey Biden or the cotton candy or maybe the, you know, the car wax that you put on the car and you never have to wash your car again and everything just runs right off of it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.